This podcast is a production of the Johns Hopkins University Press. To learn more, please visit press.jhu.edu slash journals. Thank you for tuning in to this Johns Hopkins University Press podcast. My name is Brian Shea, and I am the Public Relations and Advertising Manager in the Journals Division. On June 9, 2017, the Society for the History of Authorship, Reading, and Publishing, better known as SHARP, will gather in Victoria, British Columbia for the organization's annual meeting. This year's gathering holds special meaning, as it represents the 25th anniversary of the group's founding. Scholars from around the globe will come together to share their work and celebrate this milestone. Outgoing SHARP President Ian Gadd joined us to talk about the historic moment. Thank you for joining me today, Ian. Tell me, how exciting is it to be president of SHARP during the 25th anniversary celebration for the association? Thank you, Brian. It's, uh, it's really quite an honor and uh, a responsibility to be president of, this, of, of any scholarly organization that's facing its first major milestone, uh, which is this will be for, for SHARP. I, I confess I was an undergraduate when SHARP was founded uh, <laughs> back in 1992. So I only really discovered it as a uh, first-year PhD student in, in, in 1995. And as I say to uh, all the first-timers at our conference uh, every year, I make sure that we, we have an event in the evening on the first day where all the, uh, the, the fresh faces go out for a drink. And, and, and as president, I make sure I go and um, say hello. And I, I do tell them that the story of my relationship with Sharp and say, well, who knows? what lies ahead uh, for you as, as members of SHARP, that, that, that you may well end up in, in my position. It's a really exciting time to be involved with SHARP. 25 years shows, shows SHARP's great strength mm-hmm. in terms of the, uh, the kind of membership we have, the kind of the way that we've responded to developments in our field. And, um, and, and looking back, to Sharp's foundation and talking to its founders, it, it, it's really quite something to, to be able to say that their vision of a society that was interested in uh, the history of, uh, of written communication in material form, that 25 years on, it, it, it's going from strength to strength. It might not be quite the same society as they uh, founded back in 1992, but there is a clear and strong line of continuity there and so it's it's it, it, it's great to be in this position the title for this conference is technologies of the book what should people expect being you know with this like you say things have changed since they founded the association so what, what kind of things are on store when people get to victoria so just just to kind of take a step back we like many scholarly associations we have an annual uh, meeting one thing that is distinctive about sharp is that it was uh, it was founded essentially around the conference, okay. uh, and a uh, um, and this was this was pretty revolutionary in 1992 around uh, an email uh, mailing list and a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not built around a journal or a series of seminars, which might be the case for for older uh, organisations, and that that means that the conferences are in many ways the jewel of uh, in Chart's crown. And we, again, rather differently from many other associations, we we devolve the organization of the conferences locally. So we don't simply drop into a, a conference hotel in some large city. We 
uh, approach or sometimes are approached by shark members in cities across the world and then we talk about how it would uh, or how we might bring shark to them and that means every conference has its own distinctive character a character that is uh, shaped primarily by the organizers but also by the the city in question so one of the fun topics for late night discussions at Sharp with, with, with experienced members is to talk about our, our memories of, of particular Sharp conferences. And, and, and if we're talking about Washington or Dublin or, or Mainz, those conjure up for us very distinctive feelings and, and atmosphere, which, which I think is a real distinctive hallmark of, of Sharp. So here we are, we are uh, heading over to Victoria in British Columbia, having uh, been in Paris last year, and, and there will be something of a contrast. We were, we were based in the Bibliothèque Nationale de Française in, in Paris, and this time we will be hosted by the University of Victoria, and specifically the Digital Humanities Summer Institute there, uh, under the, uh, the, the guidance of, of Ray Siemens. And when we were talking to, to Ray about taking Shark to, to Victoria, we wanted to explore the ways in which his work with digital humanities, the ways in which we could find overlaps and uh, opportunities for, for discussion. And of course, books any form of material text is a kind of technology. Books are right. uh, uh, printed books, codex, uh, codices are, are, are technologies as much as uh, iPhones and, uh, and laptops. So this, this will be an opportunity for sharp uh, delegates to come together and reflect on the book as a technology in, in a very broad sense. So it, it's not going to be exclusively about uh, um, digital matters um, and in, in some cases the papers that will be focused on the digital might be offering critiques or rethinking the kind of sometimes the kind of evangelical um, rhetoric that is associated with with digital technology so I think it's going to be as always a very diverse range of papers some um, really kind of groundbreaking work I'm sure things that will be works in progress there will be a, a, a real a real opportunity for us to, to learn from one another about our, our research interests, but also ask new questions of the kind of research that we're already doing. Right. And I, I've been to Victoria, so it is quite a difference from Paris, although it's a wonderfully lovely place. And you, you've kind of already answered this question a little bit, but you have people coming from Pennsylvania, Georgia, New Zealand. What is it that drives people to travel this far into these many places? But it seems like the community that's around the association that does this. Yes, it does. It, it, the community is, I think, a really important part of what, what, what Sharp is. As part of our 25th anniversary celebrations, we selected 25 members to act as ambassadors. And what we did was we identified these individuals based on the year in which they either joined the association or first spoke at a conference. Mm -hmm. And each of them, therefore, represents a different year over the last 25. And then we asked each of them to reflect on their, their first encounters with Sharp and how Sharp has uh, featured in their own scholarly development. And the range of ambassadors that we, we've identified are, is very large. We have, obviously, North American uh, and British, 
happened from Israel, India, South Africa, Japan, Spain, Italy, Vietnam, uh, and Mexico, amongst others. And so reading through those uh, responses, one of the things that, that's repeated throughout, whether it's somebody writing about their memories from 1994 or from 2014, that Sharp, uh, and this is as embodied in the, in the conference primarily, that Sharp is a very open, a very friendly, and a very generous community. And for many of those uh, ambassadors, particularly like I was in, in, uh, in 1995, somebody, uh, particularly for those who are at the very early stages of their um, scholarly career, it, is, it, it's, it can be daunting to go to a big conference. And, and yet the repeated refrain from those ambassadors who talk about that is that this was a different kind of experience, that, that, that despite their apprehension, this was the conference that, that really excited them, welcomed them, and in many cases became their conference of choice. And so Sharp as a community is an effect, I suppose, it's reconstructed every time we have a conference. So I think Sharp, of course, is, 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 is larger than, than its conference, but the conferences are, are absolutely crucial to, to our identity. And, and, and that's why people come from, from far and wide. Um, they, know, they know the kind of atmosphere, they know the kind of opportunity for, uh, um, for sharing their uh, research and learning about each other's research. Um, and, and that's something that actually is very difficult to, to replicate through other forms of, of, of uh, communication. Face-to-face -face still is really very valuable. And, uh, and I realise that, that this, co this conference will be uh, a little further afield for some. And next year, we're going as far as Sydney in Australia. So again, we're really moving around the globe. But, but I, I know that we will have as much interest and as lively a group of individuals in Victoria and in Sydney as we've had at every previous conference. But wonderful. I mean, just great places to visit. <laughs> Absolutely. And, that, 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 and that's why I stress the fact that we, we, we ask the organisers, the local organisers, to, to, to do most of the, uh, the planning because it means that they can build the, the conference around local institutions, local uh, activities, and so on. And, and some of the most memorable occasions in, in shark conferences have been things like river cruises or pub crawls or, or banquets in the evening and, and those kinds of things, which are not necessarily the things that people would expect an academic conference to, uh, to feature. So that, that's one of the great attractions of us moving the conference around the world, that you are, when you're in Paris, you get a sense of Paris, and, and, and I'm sure when we're in Victoria, you'll get a real feel for, for the city and for, for the island. Right. Um, this must be really invigorating for scholars to have the, you know, either reconnect or make new connections and then go back to their work and put what they've learned and what they've shared into action when they get back away from the conference. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's it's a really energising experience. And I, I mean, I say that as somebody who, because of my role as president, probably uh, has has to do more work during a conference than his <laughs> delegates. But but it is it, it is it, it motivates me from the moment I get up when I'm at, at those conferences. The the energy and excitement and goodwill that's there, um, and and the diversity of people there. We 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 are. Um, one of the things that, that we've noticed over the last 
decade, I suppose, um, and we've, we've done everything we can to support this and encourage this, is that we are becoming a more diverse uh, society, particularly in terms of our international character. And, and it's, it's great at the Sharp conferences to see, you know, catch up with familiar faces, but also to meet new faces, people who are scholars who are coming from uh, different parts of the world or from different disciplines that we've not previously uh, engaged with. That, that to me, I think is, is, uh, uh, is something I really enjoy and invigorates me for, for, uh, through the conference. Right. So besides the visit to Sydney next year, what's in the future for Sharp? What's, um, I know you can't plan the next 25 years, but maybe what's, what's in the near future for the association? talking about planning for, for 25 years one, one, one opportunity that comes with any kind of milestone is, 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 is not just looking back but also looking forward and, and given that Sharp is the kind of society that has proud, uh, prided itself on its openness and, and its friendliness we, we try and be as, as, as transparent and accountable as we can be. So I'm hoping that in Victoria, through the events that we are putting on in relation to the, uh, the 25th anniversary, that this will start a conversation about how Sharp might look in the next 25 years. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm, again, I'm reminded of, of, of myself in 1995. There will be individuals who will be joining uh, Sharp for the first time in, in Victoria this year. and. And what do they want to get out of Sharp? What, what, what is it that drew them to Sharp? And what are the things that Sharp can do to uh, help them with their own uh, scholarly plans and projects? And so part of that involves having a very open conversation. Societies, I think, scholarly societies always have to strike a balance, particularly as they get a, a little bit more mature, between ensuring that the, the, the things that make them distinctive and have sustained them, that those are preserved and uh, uh, maintained, but equally that you don't ossify, that you don't become too rigid. And, and I know this from talking to um, presidents of other scholarly societies, that one of the things you, you, you worry about is, is recruiting younger members. Um, mm-hmm. will you, who, where are the next generation uh, uh, coming from? And, and I think the, the, the way for us as an organisation to, to be able to encourage uh, and uh, retain those kind of members is to say Sharp is, is, is a very open and diverse organisation. So in terms of its ethos, it's one that, that, that reflects the very best of, of scholarly practice, that it's a responsive society, but also that it, it, it's a society that is thinking about the discipline in new ways. And, and that doesn't mean engaging with subjects for the sake of, of novelty, but it means, and this is one of the great things about conferences, and I think Sharp embodies this in, in a very positive way, that conferences are places where the, the senior scholars can mm-hmm. meet uh, the junior scholars and have a debate and, and learn from one another. Some, some, some conferences I've been to there seems sometimes it can it can seem a little bit like being um, you know the hierarchy needs to be preserved. Right. Sharp, I think, is 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 not like that, and and I think that the new methodologies, the new uh, um, areas, or the new subjects and topics that the history of the book is beginning to uh, engage with, those are ones that I think um, we we need to embrace 
at the same time as preserving and, and uh, uh, as I say, supporting the existing scholarship, the good existing scholarship that we have. So I think in terms of actual detail, inevitably technology is going to be more important. Uh, I think questions to do with uh, transnationalism, particularly important. I think speaking, and this is, this is me speaking in a personal capacity uh-huh. rather than as president, I'm not, I'm not, and as of June I'll be stepping down, so I'm not in a position to determine in policy. But I think one of the areas that I'd like Sharp to, to consider being involved in is advocacy in the broadest sense, that uh, advocacy on behalf of um, the history of the book as, a, uh, as an approach, um, advocacy on, on behalf of uh, library collections, museum collections, all kinds of preservation projects that relate to written communication, whether that's in, in, in manuscript form, printed form, digital form. And I think, I think Sharp ought to be at the forefront of, of those, uh, not, the, not just those discussions, but actually in terms of advocating for uh, these as important things to uh, uh, protect and to support. Uh, and whether that's in thinking about uh, threats to library budgets, uh, thinking about um, the uh, pressure in terms of um, on, on, on library budgets from things like um, increasing scholarly subscriptions, and I realise I have to be careful. I'm speaking obviously to John Hopkins here, uh, but but these but those kinds of things, as as well as the uh, you know preserving our, our digital archives. Right. These these are, these are these are big topics that face uh, a lot of scholarly associations in the humanities and social sciences, um, but also they're ones where I think we as an organisation have a, the kind of the right mix of people, um, and that means not just academics, but librarians, archivists, curators, publishers, uh, and professionals from, from, from other uh, uh, walks of life, that we, I think, are, are, are particularly well-placed as a community to be able to uh, um, offer some informed uh, advocacy about that. Right. Well, that sounds great. I mean, things seem perfectly set up for a wonderful future for Sharp, and I hope you have an enjoyable time in Victoria in your last meeting as president, and we look forward to following these great stories in the future for Sharp. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for listening to this Johns Hopkins University Press podcast. Please visit press.jhu.edu journals for more information.